Welcome. I am your pastor, Pastor Omar Ellison with Salt and Light Covenant Church. Open up your hearts as we enter in to hear a word from the Lord. All right, everybody there? Okay, so we'll recite that together. So Matthew 6 and 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So that's a scripture that I, that's my foundation scripture, right? Before I learn how to read or pray or anything, that's the main scripture that I will go to. That's my go-to scripture. And I made sure that I ingrained that into my children so that when they needed to pray or didn't know what to say, they knew to say this, right? So today I want to start off in 1 John 4 and 7. So if everybody would turn with me to 1 John 4 and 7. All right, so I'll read it. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. Verse 8. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse 9. And this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. So what is love, right? When I look up the definition of love, it says it's an intense feeling of deep affection. It involves care, closeness, protectiveness, attraction, and trust, right? It's also a feeling of brotherhood and goodwill towards others. So now, I thought about that. I said, are there different kinds of love? I think there are different kinds of love. And is the love of Christ on the same love level as the love that we have among ourselves, right? So we know we have people's love, which is familial love, which is the love of, you know, between a mother and a child, between cousins, between aunts, uncles, between, you know, siblings. Then you have that friendship love, which is the love, you know, between your friends, right? The love that you have for your friends. Then you have that romantic love, which is the love between, you know, you and your spouse, husband and wife. All those types of love are different because you wouldn't treat that person in a relationship the same way as you would in the others, right? You're not going to love your friend the way you love your husband or your wife, right? So then I thought about it and said, well, <clears throat> there's got to be another type of love, and that's Christ's love, right? Now, that love is unconditional, it's selfless, and it's perfect, right? Whereas people's love is conditional and it's selfish, right? Because when we say we love you, is it because you're doing something for us? Is it because you make us feel a certain kind of way, right? And guess what? If we don't do those things for you, if we don't make you feel that way, do you still love me, right? But with Christ, it's unconditional. He's going to love you no matter what, regardless, right? John 3.16 shows us how Jesus is the epitome of love. Right? He gave his only begotten son for us. We did nothing to deserve that love. Nothing at all. And I thought about that. I said, hmm. I mean, I love, I love my family. I love my friends. I love, you know. But I have one son. <laughs> I don't know if I give my one son up for anybody. Right? 
I'm not at that level yet, but we just need to strive to that level to get there to where we can have that type of love towards everyone. Right. <clears throat> so, we are designed to live just like Jesus, functioning in the same power and walking in love. He's called us to walk in love. Right? If we go to Ephesians 5 and 1, Ephesians 5 and 1, it reads, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, right? As Christ also loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. We are called to walk in love, right? Not that conditional selfish love that we have among ourselves. We are called to walk in Christ's love, right? Christ's unconditional love, right? He says, as he has loved us, we need to love one another. Not because, oh, you did this for me, or because you love me, I'm going to love you back. But then it's like, when all that's gone, the love is gone. That's not true love, right? So now, how do we become love? That's the next question. Yeah, the Lord is calling us to love, so okay, well, how do we do this? We, we do this through biblical meditation, right? So by thinking and meditating on Christ's love, we can become Christ's love through the power of the Holy Ghost. We have to accept the Holy Ghost in our lives, right? That is how we become uh, love that Christ has called us to be, you know, to be, right? That's how we get that in our lives. So biblical meditation is what? What is meditation? It's focusing on God and shutting out everything else. No distractions, no TV, no Instagram, no social media. You know, you might shut your kids out, shut your family out. You really just need to get by yourself with God. And then when you get by yourself with the Lord, you need to do more listening than talking, right? They said we have two ears for a reason and one mouth, right? So we need to listen double time. So when we get along with Christ, we need to be listening, right? You think you're not going to hear anything, but after a while, he's going to speak to you. Keep spending time with him. Keep meditating on his words. He's going to speak to you. It's meta, biblical meditation is the most important activity in the life of a follower of Jesus Christ. This is where you get clear direction. If you're feeling lost, you don't know where to go, you don't know what to do in a situation, get by yourself and just ask God, just Lord, speak to me, and he will speak to you. You must be willing to listen, though. You must be willing to listen. And sometimes what he has to say is not going to feel good. It's not going to sound like what you want it to sound like. It's not, you know, you're going to be like, well, I don't know, Lord, are you sure you want me to do Yes. Clear direction comes from biblical meditation. Right? It's not just reading, but it's thinking on his word. You read the scripture and you just roll it over in your mind all day, all day, all night. You know, just think about it, think about it, think about it, you know? And eventually it just soaks into your heart. We want to let our meditation be pleasing to God. Right? Psalms 119 and 97, it says, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. If you believe this, you're going to read the word. Instead of watching TV all day, right? Instead of watching, binge watching TV episode after episode after. Listen, I, I'm guilty, right? I'll watch an episode after episode after episode, and then sometimes I just have to catch myself and say, this is a bit much. What am I letting get into my heart right now? What am I letting get into my mind right now? Because what you let in is what's going to come out, right? So we don't want to binge watch TV. We don't want to binge watch Netflix. Right? We don't want to scroll through Facebook, Instagram to find out what so-and-so is doing and where they went last night and what's going on in their lives. And, oh, they got a new car? Oh, they doing it? No. Stay away from that. Those are all distractions, right? 
Because what you see, you start to become, it, it starts to manifest in your life. Even the TV commercials, right? TV commercials alone, that's basically false promises from man. Yeah. You have the commercials with the diet pills, and you know, you take this, and you're going to lose all this weight, and you know, never false promises, right? You end up losing it, you, get, you gain it all back times two, right? So you don't want to listen to these commercials. You got the skin cream commercials, or you know, if you put this on, your wrinkles will go away. No, these are all false promises from man. The food that we see on the TV right that entice you to go eat and then you get to the restaurant it don't even look like what it looked like on the commercial so we're gonna get away from these distractions and these false promises for men because the word is all true get the word in your heart it's all true there are no lies you know it, it'll get you down the road Amen. so then we have to ask ourselves do I walk and talk and live according to the word of God do I do that we really have to ask ourselves that and you'll find that you'll get some answers that you're not expecting, right? We all believe in something and we're listening to somebody. So we, but we can choose what we're listening to. We have the choice. We, we have that choice. God gave us that choice to, you know, pick what we want to listen to, what we want to hear, who we want to be around. He gave us that choice, right? So Psalms 139 and 23 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Right? Know my thoughts. What am I thinking about? And see, verse 24, and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Right? Remove anything that's not of you, Lord. Right? And lead me in, in your way. Guide me through your path. And the way that you get that guidance is through biblical meditation. You have to spend time with the word. You have to spend time with God. You have to spend time listening to him and what he has to say about your life. Right? So once you get guidance from the word, it will help us choose wisely. Right? It won't be difficult to choose, okay, I want to go here, I want to go there. You'll know exactly where to go. You'll know exactly who to choose to be in your life. Right? Because you have that guidance from the word. Meditation is a process by which we learn to listen to God. It doesn't happen overnight, right? It's a continuous thing. You have to learn to say, okay, you know, I'm going to sit here and this is what I'm going to do. This is, I'm just make that time. Set that time every day, every night. And know that's what you're going to do so that you can get that word soaked into your spirit, right? You can't read the word of God without, having, without it having an effect on your life. It's going to have an effect on your life, right? So if you're reading and you're meditating and you're pondering what he's saying, you're listening to his word because he will speak to you, there's no way that it won't have a positive effect on your life, right? Not a negative, it will always have a positive effect because the word is all true. We know that, right? So, <clears throat> um, Psalms 1 and 2, if y'all would turn that for me real quick, please. Psalms 1 and 2, let me know when y'all get there. All right. So for Psalms 1, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate day and night. Day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Can you imagine just anything that you do is going to prosper? Just by delighting in the law of the Lord, it's not hard. He's just calling us to love, right? Just show the love that he's shown to us towards others. That's all he's asking for. And when we meditate on his word, it becomes easy and effortless for us to do that, right? And so we become um, 
We, we just know we will never wither, right? We'll always be green. You know those plants that just wither away when it gets cold? We'll always be green, and whatever we touch will prosper, right? So let's um, get an example of this, right? So Matthew 14 and 22, if y'all would turn there for me, please. So this is after Jesus fed the multitude, right? This is when he had the, um, the little sardines, as Pastor said, and the biscuit. And he was able to feed the multitude with that. Let's see what he did afterwards, right? So after he fed all those people all the day long through his disciples, Matthew 14 and 22. And straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship to go before him onto the other side. While he, while he sent the multitudes away, right? Verse 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. So what was Christ doing? He was meditating. He was practicing biblical meditation. He went away alone to be refreshed and get direction, right? What am I supposed to do next, Lord? Father, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go next, Right? He went away alone, biblical meditation. That's what we need to do. The same thing. Get away alone by yourself and just practice biblical meditation. Even if you just read one scripture, right? Just meditate on it until it soaks into your heart. Amen. Just as Jesus did. So there, there's another example. So that's him at night, right? He was there all day, all night. He came, it was nighttime. He was still there meditating. Now we look at Mark 1 and 35, Let's take a look at Mark 1 and 35. All right. And it reads, And in the morning, rising up a great while before the day, he went out, speaking of Jesus, and departed in solitary, into a solitary place. And there he prayed. Right? So now this is him in the morning, rising up early to pray, to get divine direction. We all have that in us as well, to get divine direction. What am I supposed to do today, God? How am I supposed to move today, Lord? Speak to me today, Father. Let me know where I should go. And then your, your steps will be guided and directed, right? He'll direct your path. So two examples. That shows you how in the evening time, he's away meditating, getting divine direction. In the morning, the same thing. So back to the scripture. Meditate on day and night. Day and night, right? Let, don't let the distractions come in. Find the time to really sit and meditate on the word of God and let him speak to you. Now, what are some of the results of meditation, right? Once you meditate, you'll find that it quiets your spirit and calms you down, right? You can be going through some things and you're just like, Lord, what am I going to do? But if you just get away by yourself and you say, Lord, just, you know, just help me get through this. You'll find that your spirit will calm, right? You'll find that you'll be at peace, right? The peace that passes all understanding. You'll find that you'll have that peace. Just being away by yourself. No distractions. Just you and him, right? And then it also enlightens your mind to think the way God thinks, right? And that's what we would need for us to walk in love. That's how we walk in love. The love that he's called us to walk in, the way that he loves us, that's how we'll be able to love others. Because we start to think about what God thinks about. Right? And even when you want to know, well, God, what do you think about this situation? He'll give you an answer. You just have to meditate. Right? Spend that time with him. Build that relationship. 
right? But building, so another result is building an intimate relationship with God. Just like you want to build a relationship with a friend or, a, a, you know, a spouse, you're courting someone. You want to spend that time. Get to know them, right? How do you get to know them? Spending time with them, right? Alone time, not time where you're distracted and, you know, things are happening and you want to scroll through your phone, but you're supposed to be spending time on a date with someone. That, that's not, that's, that's not going to get you where you want to go. You have to spend that quality time to build that intimate relationship with God. Right? It also purifies our hearts and exposes sin. Right? So when we get with God, he'll let you know. Like, you need to get rid of this. You need to stop doing that. You might not want to hang out with this person. Right? He'll, remove, he'll expose all of that. And as ugly as it is, we have to let it go. And as hard as it may be, we must let it go. Because he's telling us. He's giving us divine direction. Right? Yes. And then it also enlarges our view of God. When we spend time with God, we see him as a bigger part of our lives, right? Just like with the person that you're dating. You see them in your life. Like you start thinking about them during the day. You start thinking about them at night because you're spending time with them, right? This is someone you want to have an intimate relationship with. It'll enlarge your view of God. And then it will increase your love for God and awareness of his presence in your life. Because he's ever-present. He's always here. He's always around. Right? He's everywhere. But you don't see him if you don't know him. And the way you get to know him is through biblical meditation. Spending time in the word. And then finally, it will strengthen your faith. Right? Even if you see things crumbling around you and just, you know, but because you've put so much word in your heart... Your faith is there. It's strengthened. You're like, oh, I know this is going to work out. You know, it could be things just falling apart all around you. You know, your car might break down and your kids acting up and then your spouse acting up. And you're just, oh, you know, God, thank you for being around. Thank you for being here. Because you spent time with him and you know he's going to get you through all the situations. You don't even worry about it. There's no worry, no fear once you have that biblical meditation in your life. He will strengthen your faith. He will strengthen your love for him. And you will be aware of him all the time. All right. So now, now that we, you know, we're practicing biblical meditation. Now, how do we manifest the love that we've planted in our hearts through meditation? How do we manifest that love? Right. We speak. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever you're putting in your heart is gonna come out. Right. Good or bad, no matter what it is, whatever you're putting in your heart is going to come out. Now, let's take a look at Joshua 1 and 8. Joshua 1 and 8. All right. So Joshua 1 and 8 reads, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. There we go. Day and night. We're going to meditate. And that, I'm sorry, and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I mean, he just wants us to prosper and be successful. And all we have to do is meditate on this book that he has, the Bible for us. That's it. That's what we have to do. And let it not depart from your mouth. It's the same when you're studying any profession, right? If you want to be a chemist, you have books for that, right? To learn the formulas and how to make the concoction to create whatever you're trying to create. If you want to be a mechanic, there's books for that, right? And they know how to fix the cars and everything. They study the book, right? You want to be a contractor. You better study those books on how to build the house and how, so that it doesn't fall apart. You're going to meditate on that book, right? To be a doctor, lawyer, nurse, there are books for that. 
They study, they meditate on those books so that they can be best, the best at their profession. That's the same for us as followers of Jesus Christ. We, are need to, we need to meditate on the word so that we can have it in us. Then when we're speaking, people know who we belong to, right? Because when you speak to a mechanic, if you start talking about, you know, uh, uh, making uh, cakes and stuff, you're going to be like, well, I don't know if I want you working on my car, right? If you want your general contractor to fix something and he's telling you something about, you know, um, uh, yeah, I have run this daycare over here. So we're not talking about a daycare. Can you fix my house, right? I need to know that you've been studying and meditating on your books and your profession so that I'm comfortable with what you got going on. Same with us. We need to study and meditate our book, which is the book of God, and know, so people know who we are, right? Amen. Matthew 12 and 37 says, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words shalt thou be condemned. Right? So when you're speaking, people will know what you've been putting in there. They'll know if you've been, you know, binge watching Love and Hip Hop. You know, they'll know if you've been on Instagram looking at all the different memes and who's going viral. They'll know because that's what you're going to talk about. But if you've been spending time in the Word and, and, you know, and listening to Christ and His divine direction for you, they'll know that as well because you'll be, you know, you'll be quoting Scripture. You might not know where it is in the book because I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know where they are, but I know the Scriptures, right? I know, I know, I know, I know to say them, right? I know what they are because now also. Psalm 19 and 14. Now, this is a very important one. You know, I want y'all to go ahead and put your eyes on this one. Psalms 19 and 14. This is one of my go-to scriptures. This is one of my go-to scriptures. I say this at least four or five times a day. Right? Let me know when you're there. All right, Psalm 19 and 14 reads, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Right? We want our words and our meditation to be acceptable unto God. Before you get into a situation that you're not sure about, just, Lord, let the words of my mouth mm, be acceptable. Because you know we could say some things, right? Yes. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you. Please, Jesus, because I don't want to undo what you have for me. I want to stay in your will, right? Because someone's always listening. The two kingdoms are always before us, right? We learned that. The kingdoms are always before us, the one of light and the one of darkness. Are we speaking into the kingdom of light or are we speaking into the kingdom of darkness, right? So make sure that the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart is acceptable unto, the, unto God. I will highlight that one, y'all, I'm telling you. It it got me down the road a few times. Helped me to just close my mouth in many situations, right? Because I want to speak the words of life so that I may have life more abundantly, right? So we want to speak life, right? So now let's go to an example of speaking our words. We're going to go to Matthew 4 and 1. This is about Jesus being tempted. And let's see what he said. Matthew 4 and 1. Right? Because we know the temptations are going to come. So what are, we, what are we speaking when the temptations come? When the distractions come, what are we saying? All right. Then was Jesus led. So Matthew 4 and 1. Then was Jesus led up to the spirit, led, led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. Right? Now think about that. You haven't eaten for 40 days and 40 nights. You're hungry. 
But if you've been meditating on the word of God, it's not going to feel like that, right? And that's what Jesus was doing. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now, how many of you would have turned that stone into bread? Think about it. You're hungry, right? You're going to turn that stone into bread. You might not make it, but if you've been meditating with God, if you've been meditating on his word, you're going to respond just like Jesus responded. But he, verse 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And how do we get that word? How do we know what's written? How do we know this? Biblical meditation. Right? So then you would think, okay, I'm going to leave him alone. But no, he's going to come back. Right? You think one situation's over with? He coming back. Then the devil taketh them up into a holy city and setteth him up on a pinnacle of, a temp- of the temple and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written. Now see, the devil knows what's written also. So that's why we need to know what's written as well, right? So he said, For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and their hands, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So don't tempt me. I know what's written also. And I know he'll save me, but this is not what the, my father's called me to do. Right? So now you would think the devil would be like, he'll get the hint. No, he's back. Verse 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And said unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Right? So Christ had to be in that biblical meditation to know this is what is written. This is what I need. These are my responses. Because how is the devil going to give you something that belongs to you anyway? Right? Christ understood that this already belongs to me. Get, get behind me. This is all mine already. How are you going to give me something that's already mine? Right? That's like I have my children and somebody, well, I'm going to give you these kids. They're, they're already mine. You can't give me something that belongs to me. Right? And then verse 11. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So he has to flee. But you need to know what's written. You have to put it in your heart so that you can speak it. Right? Out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We got to put it in there, right? So even when we're saying certain words, things like everyday life, you know, you'll say stuff like, oh, it kills me when they cut me off in traffic. You know, instead of saying that, say, oh, it tickles me when they cut me off in traffic, right? Just turn it around, right? Reverse engineer that thing, right? You can say, oh, I, I can't complain. How you doing? Oh, I can't complain. No. Say everything is going well, right? Let's remove complain out of there. Say everything all is well. Everything is going well, you know? And what we like to say, oh, I, I hate or I can't stand when somebody does such and such. You can just say, well, I'm not a fan of that. You know, I'm just, I'm just not a fan, right? Because if you can't stand something, that means you'll fall for it, right? So look, we got to watch our words, right? Just say, I'm not a fan of that, you know? So the words that we, the words seep into our subconscious mind and manifest into our conscious reality. So we have to make sure we're, we're conscious of what we're putting in because it's going to come out, right? It's going to manifest in your life. One of my favorite scriptures is Psalms 
141 and 3. 141 and 3. And this is another one I say multiple times a day, right, when dealing with in any situation. And it reads, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth and keep the door of my lips. Right? If we just stop saying certain things, you'd be surprised at the, the turnaround in your life. Just set a watch, O Lord, over my mouth, before my mouth, and keep the door of my lips. This is my meditation all day long, day and night. This is what I like to say. We need the power of the Holy Ghost to do this because we can't do this in our own power. But through biblical meditation, we can get there, right? Just spending time with Christ, spending time with God, right? So now we need to know also when we sow these thoughts, when we read um, our Bibles, we're sowing a thought, right? And once we sow that thought, an action is going to come behind it. We're going to reap the action. So if we think about walking in love, which is what we're called to do, and believe this in our hearts, because you have to have that belief behind it. We eventually do it, right? You believe, okay, I'm supposed to be walking in love, okay, I'm supposed to be loving on this person. You're going to eventually do it. If we want a closer relationship with Christ, we eventually read the Bible more, a verse a day. You might wake up and say, let me just read my Bible. Before I do anything else, Lord, I'm just going to go ahead and spend five minutes with you, right? Let me read this verse, you know, get the Bible app. It gives you a verse a day. Read the verse, and you're just like, okay, and just meditate on, you know, all the day. Or read one of the scriptures that the pastor gives us on a Sunday, Meditate on the, on the day because what we, when we sow that thought, it's in our mind, the action is going to come behind it. Then when you sow an action, you reap a habit, right? If we do it once, we'll eventually have the potential to do it over and over and over and over again. To the point where you, if you're waking up every day reading a scripture, it'll get to the point where you'll wake up and if you don't read that scripture, you're just like, mm, something's missing. Did I forget to do something this morning? It's going to be like brushing your teeth, right? Reading that scripture every morning, right? And then once you sow that habit... You reap a character. It becomes a part of you, right? The continuous habit eventually becomes who you are, right? You be, so now it's just, the scripture is coming out. It's just coming out, you know? In every situation, it's just coming out. People be like, what, what, what you mean? God is good. Did you just hear what I said? No, God is good. Because that's what I've been putting in me. It may not be what you're putting in you, but that's what I'm putting in me. And that's what, this is what I have for you. That's, that's what I got, right? So now that's your character, when we sow a character, we reap a destiny, right? Who you are determines your destiny, right? You eventually find yourself walking in love effortlessly. You just find, like, it's just easy to just love on people and, and walk in love, right? And then we start to try to climb higher and have that Christ-like love, right? That's unconditional and selfless, right? So we want to spend time with the word and soak it in through meditation, through biblical meditation, right? And then we want to speak the word into our everyday lives so that, um, so that the destiny we reap will be the will of God, right? Which is always good. Better than anything that we can imagine, anything that we can build for ourselves, anything that we can think for ourselves, the, God has trumped that. That's, that's way over. I mean, we, ha- we can't even get close to what he has for us, right? And just always remember that each of us must live off the fruit of our thoughts in the future. So how do we get control of those thoughts? We get to choose those thoughts. If we're putting thought, uh, biblical meditation in our lives, we'll have other thoughts that we can choose from when distractions come or negative thoughts try to come and seep into our lives, right? Okay. So we need to know that whatever we, what we think today, tomorrow, next month, next year, is going to mold your life and determine your future. So we have to sit with God, get with him, do the biblical meditation, apply it to your lives daily, you know, and eventually, like I said, it'll become a habit, a habit, a habit that'll eventually uh, become your destiny. 
Hi, Pastor Omar Ellison, Lady Ellison, and the Salt and Light family would like to thank you for joining us in today's broadcast. You can visit us at 1350 East Mayhan Drive, which our service times are every Sunday at 12 noon and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can also visit us at Facebook and YouTube at Salt and Light Covenant Church or visit us at our website at saltandlightcovenant.com. We thank you again, and until next time, you be blessed.